Welcome everyone to Twin Tours Academy Zoom lesson. Today we have a special interview with Dr. Mark Carpenter. Hello, hi, Doctor. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Andre. Pleased to be here. Great. Let me first introduce you to the audience. Yes. Dr. Mark Carpenter holds a PhD in church history with minors in theology and missiology. He has been a minister of the gospel for over 30 years. In that time, he pastored four churches. He has taught as a joint instructor for Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary in Memphis, Tennessee, and also Brooks Bible Institute in St. Louis, Missouri, and for the seminary extension for the Sabine Niches area of associations in Southeast Texas. Not only that, he has been involved in church planting in Michigan, Arkansas, and Missouri. Over the years, he has engaged in short-term missions trips to Argentina, Ecuador, Belize, Haiti, Kenya, Mali, Moldova, and guess where? Israel. So, Dr. Mark is currently the executive director of Grace International which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on providing resources among Arab Christian churches in the Holy Land in both Palestine and Israel. And Dr. Carpenter lives in Silsby, Texas. How is it living in Texas, doctor? Something about Texas. My wife was actually born in Texas and, um, in a place called Paris, Texas. And I learned a long time ago, you can always tell a Texan you just can't tell them much. <laughs> so, I, we, we've enjoyed living here. Uh, you know, in the southeast area, it's a very conservative place. Uh, you know, there's a large Christian population here, and I've enjoyed that. Where uh, you know, much of the nation, you know, you get into public education, you have the woke teaching taking place. We're kind of in a bubble here, and I've enjoyed that. It's very conservative. You know, um, even in the schools. Teachers can live out their faith openly. Uh, you know, we we had one teacher in the, in the church I, I previously pastored. She decided she she the Lord just convicted her to give Bibles to students. Now in the United States, that is not allowed. You can't just do that. Well, she did, wow. and so um, the AFL CIO got a hold of it, tried to press charges, and the school board here at Silsby just said, "You know what? Mind your own business. We've got it here." Uh, yeah, I remember I met your wife yeah. Amy when we visited with yes. my wife to your home yeah so you have two grown children right you Hannah yes Hannah Hannah's 23 years old she she lives here she lives in Beaumont she works for um for an insurance company my son James is a, is a senior at Washington Baptist University in Arkadelphia Arkansas he'll be graduating this May not sure what he wants to do yet I'm kind of encouraging to stay there to get his master's degree um he kind of wants to sit out for a while uh, but what, what, what I'm very hopeful about it, you know, he has a girlfriend now who is a sophomore. And so if he leaves, he leaves her. So it might be motivation for him to stay there to get his master's while she gets her bachelor's. <laughs> amazing. So, this is amazing. Yeah. So but you've anyway, been so, in so many mission groups all over. And yes. tell, tell us, Dr. Mark, how did you get to know about Twin Tours Academy and Tony and Andre? Well, uh, of course, I got to know you um, back in, was it 2019 when we went to Israel? Correct. I went to Israel with, um, with, with um, Bo Owens' group in, in Norway. 
And, and, and we met, we went to, with the Jerusalem Alliance Church with Mazenaz Rawi, and we met him. And uh, you guys were leading the tour that time. I met Tony. I had not met you yet. I, I met Tony on that tour. And, and really, um, it, was, it was an eye-opener because our primary purpose, you know, we went with a large tour group, but our primary purpose was to work with um, the Alliance Church and do some ministry. And and, um, and I actually led, led a seminar on sexual purity with, 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 the, with the pastors in that area. And so, um, you know, of all the topics, that's not one I would have thought, but that's one that that's one the pastors wanted to deal with. So I was happy to do that. But it was what, um, what was really interesting to me. I've heard, I, I don't know if you or Tony has made the comment um, that the forgotten people, it's, it's oh, the funny. Arab yes, Christian funny. population in yes. Israel. And, and, and I've said, I've, I've mentioned that so many times here that anytime you hear the word Israel, you think about the Jewish population and you're all, and you think about the Arab population because you always have the conflict there, but it never occurs to me the people that there is a Christian population in Israel proper. And when you get to the Arab Christian population, you know, they're, they're ostracized from every corner. So they're very much alone. And, and very, and whenever relief efforts take place in the United States toward Israel, it's almost always toward the Jewish population. And of course, I want that. But people don't realize there is a Christian Arab population that needs resources, that needs help, and they need it in their context. Uh, and so that, 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 that really intrigued me going there, meeting with these Arab pastors, uh, meeting with Christians that lived in the West Bank. But I met, I, I met you guys through there. And, and it, you know, it was encouraging to me just to see a an evangelical Christian presence in Israel. I was aware of the cultural Christianity there for many years, uh, but it was encouraging to see pastors and believers that, that that have the same convictions of God's word that I do, the same need for proclaiming the gospel and making disciples. And what really encouraged me is you're already there. You know, you know, the whole purpose of, of, of establishing Grace International was not so I can make trips to the Holy Land. It's so I can provide resource to, re resources to help those that are already there. I don't know the language. I mean, I do know the culture, but I'm not enmeshed in the culture. Okay, you know, and, and so I would rather resource someone who are, who's already there on the ground getting it done than me go there because... You know, there's a there's a huge learning curve of Western Christians going into a Middle Eastern area. It's so uh, I would rather meet with someone who's already there that knows the lay of the land, that knows the culture, and resource them. So that that way, I'm not wasting my time learning. I'm just letting someone who's already there get it done. But that's how we met. We met through a tour. I went again back in 20, 2022. We went again also, and. Um, and of course, between those times, you and of course Marie was here in the states during COVID nineteen, and, and we met there. Right. I invited you to First Baptist when I was pastoring there, and we got a chance to connect there. So, through a series of events, through friendships, we, we came to know each other. And I've been very impressed with Twins Tours. I've been very impressed with the mission that God's given you. I'm very intrigued about looking at script, scripture through the culture of the Aramaic eyes, and um, and just. Once again, adding a layer of perspective on God's word has already been very intriguing to me. Um, you know, knowing the nuances of the language, knowing the nuances of the culture. Um, I can read a book, but you're living it. And so, it, you know, so it's, 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 it's richer from someone 
inside the world coming out speaking of their experiences than for me to go in there and observe from the outside. Yeah, this is really exciting how you decided to engage deeper and how you felt so led also to partner with Twins Tours Academy. And especially yes. I remember you also gave some teachings when you came during the trip to local indigenous believers. That was a great yes. resource. Yes. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, I've, I've been literally all over the world uh, on short-term mission trips. And, and my experience normally uh, when churches do mission trips, um, it's more for the people going than for the people they're trying to reach. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's more about beginning the experience. And, and in my experience, usually what happens is churches go, they, they've already got a curriculum, they've got an idea, they've got, and, and, uh, they've got agendas, things that they want to do. But what they don't do is sit down with people of other cultures and ask them, um, two questions that I always ask. Number one, what do you not want from me? And number two, what do you need from me? And so, and up, but, I, but I've learned over the years, very often we have our agenda, so we don't really see what's going on in the culture. We don't see the real needs. Um, now, our perceived need is doing evangelism. Well, you can't do evangelistic tours in Israel. You just can't do that. Anywhere in the Holy Land, you know, you're going to get shut down and sent home. So you've got to find much more creative ways to be about the gospel. And so, you know, I, I'm intrigued because over my experience, I've learned that if I'm going to go someplace, the first thing I want to do is find out what the real needs are. And in other words, what are the real needs and how can I partner and help that instead of coming in on my white horse with all the answers, you know, and, you know, you know, in other words, instead of, me just 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 um barrel barreling in with my ideas it's okay we're here now what do you need from us what are the basic needs of the area that you're ministering how can i be a resource and this is what exactly happens you partnered with twins tours academy and you've been a great yes. resource to us and standing with us and especially mm -hmm. with the teaching so for you as a board of director what are yeah. the joys and what do you see in Twin Tours Academy? Why you were well, like uh, so enthusiastic to come and partner yeah. together? Well, once again, what it, once again it, it intrigues me is seeing the, the, the you know, like, like I said, seeing the nuance of the of the of this ancient Aramaic language brought into the scriptures. You, you know, you know better than I do that the, um, the, the foundation of the Aramaic with the scriptures themselves. Um, you know, certainly some of the letters written by Paul would have been written originally in Greek, but the Gospels were not. Um, much of the Old Testament would have been the Aramaic language. And so it's and, and that's the world of, of the Bible. So even though Paul wrote Greek, you know, the, the, the world, you know, the world is Middle Eastern. And so and language is culture. And so I, I, that, that's very encouraging. That's very intriguing to me to be able to look at the word of God in, through a fresh lens, should I say. But not only that, looking at through Middle Eastern eyes. Uh, you know, like I said, I've got a Western worldview, and everybody, we have a Western view, and it's not bad, right, or wrong, it's just a different way of seeing things. And we have a tendency to not look at the culture and the context as we ought to. 
And, and and another thing, thing I like about twin tours whenever when you whenever you do the survey of the Holy Land, uh, it does bring it, it makes and, I, and I've seen this the two times I've been to Israel, it makes the Word of God a lot more vivid because you're thinking about places you've seen them and and, and it makes them a lot more real to you. And so I just think it's it's valuable um, because it gives a very unique, fresh perspective to the Word of God. And that's one thing that really excites me. Uh, you know, I know that you guys are shut down for COVID-19, but you were busy. You were busy doing all the academic elements of preparing these, these lectures and preparing, you know, the, um, you know, the, the 23rd Psalm in Aramaic was, 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 was really neat. And so just once again, seeing the perspective of another language and another culture has always been intriguing to me. Yeah, that's amazing because Jesus was a Jew. So the Bible writers were from the Middle East, yeah. from this part of the world. And mm -hmm. Twins Tours Academy just teaches the Jewish and Aramaic roots of the Christian faith from the Eastern yeah. perspective. So yeah. what you suggest to the audience, how they can engage with Twins Tours Academy or people in the West, what do you recommend? What do you tell them? Okay. Well, the first thing, you know, anytime I go on a mission trip is I said, you know, leave your culture at the door. In other words, whatever expectations you have, lay them aside. Say, okay, Lord, speak to me. And we, we've got to get over the notion that we have all the answers. And the truth is, we may know, we know the word of God, we have the gospel, but so do you. But um, in, anytime you engage another culture, you need to step into that world. And, you know, in other words, what other needs, what, you know, how can I come there and actually not be more of a burden and a blessing. You know, you, you would know better than I would because of all the tours that you have led that very often Christians can be their own worst enemies. Correct. You know, when they bring their cultural baggage with them. I remember talking to Chad Holland with, with the King of Kings Ministries. And he's, he's talking about, you know, every year there, you know, there there's a half a million American tourists that come with their pockets full of gospel tracts. So they can go into the old city of Jerusalem, pass out tracks. They have their and, agenda. Exactly. And they'll ask Chad. Exactly. And they'll say, Chad, you know, where can I do this? Well, it doesn't matter where. I said, you've got seven minutes. So what do you mean? You've got seven minutes. That's how long it takes someone to see you to call the cops and to shut you down. Second time they send you home. I said, or leave the tracks at home, partner with a ministry that's on the ground there. Find out how they do it there and how you can be a blessing to them. Because if we don't do that, if we bring our Western mindset into an Eastern culture, we're going to do more damage than good very often. And so the first thing I like to tell people is, you know, I'm not talking about your theology. I'm talking about the way you conduct yourself as a believer in ministry, because we have freedoms here that you do not have anywhere else in the world, much less the Holy Land. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Christians do not realize it's illegal to share the gospel openly in the Holy Land. You can't do that. And so, you know, and, you know, I mean, you can do it, but you'll get shut down. And, and so what, what I like to tell people is when you partner with someone such as Twins Tours, that's on the ground, you're in the culture, you know the world, you know the questions, you know the needs. And so I tell people before, you know, let, set your agendas aside and go there with questions. You know, what can I do? How can I help? What do you need from me? You know, what is my niche? Where can I best serve? That that way, you know, that that way, those of you who are already there, 
who know the needs, you've got someone that's ready to go to work, but in a way that's not harmful, in a way that's helpful. Yeah, that's the real partnership. But I've been like uh, doing tours for 20 years and always like trying to educate uh, the leaders or the pastors that coming here, as you said, find a ministry partner with your with the ministry in the land, either in Israel or West Bank or but find God will direct you and we connect them with churches in the land. But sadly, I can tell you the majority do not like to do that. They the majority in general likes to do their own agenda. So yes. what do you think tools that me and Tony at Twins Tools we can use to tell these pastors, like you're very mature, you told us about the culture, you are different, mm -hmm. Dr. Yeah. Mark, you're way different when you came with your trip, with the mission trip especially, you just served and you did not have any agenda, just you listened to the people and educated and it's mm -hmm. way different. So what do you think you suggest for us if we, what do we tell to these pastors like? Yeah. Well, my curse is just, once again, um, it, it helps to have pastors here that have been there. You know, I'll do anything I can to help to be an encouragement. But you, you need to get to sit with the pastor one-on-one -on -one okay. before you get with the congregation. I because see. what you don't want to do is get in front of a congregation and, 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 and challenge what the pastor's been teaching. And so what you do is... If you go to a church, you sit down with a pastor personally and say, okay, you know, you know, what do you want from me? In, in other words, what are you expecting? And, and, and find out exactly what they're looking for. Okay. And, and, and then, and, and then, and then if, you know, and if you find out that they've got some agendas or going on or, or some, some things that really are not going to help you, then you have to say, then, then, then from your perspective, yes, okay. Can I tell you a little bit about Christianity in Israel right now in the Holy Land and some of the, some of the challenges that we have and, and, and just try to educate them on some of the real life issues that you are dealing with on a daily basis. It is so foreign to American Christianity of the notion that 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 that, that um, confessing Christ is going to cost something that really that, that, that doesn't even register, you know. The, the, the concept that in, in many parts of the world, the Holy Land in particular, that they claim Christ is a life-changing experience. And those that come and those that profess Christ, they know it before they do it. In other words, they've counted the cost already. They're realizing that I might lose my family. I might lose my job. I might lose my status in society. And this is going to cost something. And, 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 and so I think a lot of Christians here need to be aware of that, because if, if we're not aware of that, that's why we're so reckless. I we're see. so reckless because our faith hasn't cost us anything yet. And so so it's, it's, it's educating the pastor. You know, this is a different world that you're going into. And, you, you know, it's I, I, I know you want to go with guns blazing. You want to be excited. But, you know, after you leave, we're left here with the pieces. Okay, mm -hmm. and so, um, you know, so I want we want to make sure that when you come, whatever foundation you build, we can continue with that. We don't have to just that we don't have to tear it apart and rebuild it. And so it's educating the pastors to set aside their Western thinking, to set aside their Western expectations and to realize you're entering a different world that's not like yours. 
And, and if you want to have real fruitful ministry, you're going to do it their way, not your way. And, and, and so that's a difficult thing because back to the West, we want immediate results. The very notion of spending, um, who is it? Um, Pastor um, Bashar Adid, okay, um, He's in Nazareth. Now, what is that city? It's Bridge Over Blue. I forget the um Yeah. He's been there for over 10 years without a single conversion. Okay. And 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 just and just just plugging away and getting people to realize that that ministry still needs support. The fact that you don't see tangible fruit does not mean fruit is not being laid. It might take a generation to see results there. Um, in the Western mindset especially in the church planting world, basically, if you don't get traction in six months, you pick up and go someplace else. That's just the way that that's just the way, you know, because we're looking for immediate results. And we, we, we bought into the mega church model. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> or if you do things right, you should be running 1,500 to 2,000 in five years. Wow. I said, well, it's about yes, numbers, but not yes. most other parts of the world. Okay, so... So back to your question, you know, I think you need to get, get with the ministers one-on-one -on -one in private and just and just share your heart with them as you know, these are some of the real needs we have in the Holy Land. And that's another thing, Israel versus Holy Land, something as simple as that. Okay. Uh, we don't, you know, we, we, we don't perceive that. I mean, we, we, we had somebody on our last trip um, back in, back, back, back in 2019, we could not allow back in 2022 because um, this person would walk up to um, um, Jewish men, a lady, and talk to them just to see their response. And I'm thinking, you can't do that. And then, you know, talking about eschatology and, and the return of Christ, I said, that's not really conversation for that area. And talking about Israel and one state policy in the West Bank, I said, you know what? Okay, you need to learn a little bit about where you are because you're causing a lot of damage here. And so, and, and the yeah. issue isn't whether I agreed or disagreed with this person. I said it was not appropriate in the context to have these conversations. And so I think from your perspective, is sitting down with the pastors one-on-one, -on -one, letting them realize what is allowed, what is not allowed, what is beneficial, what is, you know, what, you know, what is um, counterproductive in ministry. So they so they can have an informed conversation to go back to the congregation. I see, I see, and this is part of Twin Tours Academy online courses and vision is to educate the Western churches and mm -hmm. talk to the pastors and get them ready before coming to Israel. Yeah. And with your group again, we were impressed. Me and Tony, we were so surprised how well educated and how well you understood us and you understood the culture and this is how as you said we build a relationship and throughout the years it's all developed and now it's real we have partnerships with grace internationals and twins tours yeah. academy so relationships developed because yeah. we found that you understood our hearts you came mm -hmm. here not with an agenda you came here mm -hmm. to serve and to give and god put the east with the west together we're united to to spread the power of the kingdom of heaven through education. Yeah. So this is what Twins Tours Academy do. Do you think 
we can have Twin Tools Academy an effect in USA or even globally, not only Israel? What do you see? Absolutely. Uh, it's just, once again, uh, you know, what, what you are what you are offering, you're, you're offering perspective. You know, in other words, you're bringing a unique, not I'm not say unique, but a different perspective um, to understanding the Word of God that people have seen before. But you know, and, and you know, because uh, how can I? I'm just trying the the, the best way to say this. Uh, yeah, it's a different. It's not it's, it's not that you're 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 not teaching anything new. Right. You're teaching the word of God. What you're doing, you're bringing a unique perspective that we can see because, as I said earlier, you're bringing Middle Eastern eyes to the equation. The original language, yeah. yes. Yeah, the original language, but not only that, the original culture. Well, well language is culture, but right. uh, but it's, you, you know, because uh, I've known as, as, you know, as a theologian studying God's word, um, God's word tends to come alive whenever you ensconce it in the culture in which it was written. And, and you know, let, I'll, I'll give you one example. Uh, when, when, when the, I've spent a lot of time was John chapter 1, verse 1. You know, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Okay, and, and verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, theologically, that's great. But when we understand that the Greek word logos was already 600 years old when John when John said that it had this huge uh, system of belief behind it. He could not have picked a worse word to use because everybody had an opinion of what the divine logos was. Everyone had, in other words, he took a word that had a 600 year history and within 14 verses redefined it completely. You know, in other words, this logos, you know, in the beginning was the word, equal in origin. Every Greek person, every Hellenized Jew would have agreed with that. Yes, the divine logos is equal in origin to the Father. And the word with, with God, prostontheon, face to face, the equal in position. Now they said, no, we're not so sure about that. Then, of course, equal in essence. Well, you know, the Greek world was a dualistic world. You know, you have good and evil, you have physical, you have spiritual. And to say that he became flesh, that would have been blasphemous to that entire system. And, and, and so what, he, what he's doing is, he says, he says I'm going to take a system that, you, that you've been building on for 600 years and say you're all wrong. Let me redefine it. And one shot, boom, there it is. Well, without the background culture, you don't realize the significance of that introduction. Now, a lot of people understand, you know, why does John have a prologue? John had a prologue because he was speaking to a Greek audience that already had an opinion on Logos and the creation. So the, so, so, the, so the prologue redefines it all along biblical parameters. Then he launches to the deity of Christ. And so when you understand the culture, it's a lot makes, there, there's a lot more significance of what is being taught there. And, 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 it, and it brings a lot of depth there. So with the Aramaic language and, 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 and with, with, with the, with the, with the culture of the whole name, you've got all these layers that you can bring to the scriptures. And what it does, it doesn't change the truth. It just, it, it just makes it, it just brings a greater depth and clarity to it. Yes. But not only that understanding, you know, you, you've got one part where um, I think Tony deals with some idioms of the Bible, and, you know, and these idioms are really important because if you don't have context, they don't mean anything <laughs> or worse. You completely misunderstand it, and and you and you teach something false, 
because you don't understand there's an idiom. And so, so, you know, so what, what, what twins tours brings is that perspective that I've not seen anywhere else yet. Okay. So the West is in need of this kind of teaching. What you're saying is most teachers here in the West only look from the Greek side, which is great. But when yeah. they learn from the Hebrew and from the Aramaic side, it will come complete. The Greeks yes. with the Hebrew, they have a complete holistic view of the scripture in a deeper layers. So what you're saying is there's a big need of Twin Source Academy teachings in the Western churches here in USA. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not careful, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I, I can give an example. For example, yeah. In, yeah, the, can, okay. in the scripture, it's written that Jesus said, hate your mother and father. Yes. And like hatred in the Hebraic Aramaic culture does not mean I do not want to talk to you or I hate you or I don't like you. Hatred in the West, if you hate someone, you don't want to see him. But hatred is an Aramaic in Hebraic word, mm -hmm. which means literally priority. But the Greek translators were not aware of the Aramaic word. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if then some words have different meanings in different cultures, yeah. like we're saying. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, give me priority over your mother and father. And for example, also when uh, uh, Jacob, he loved Rachel and hated Leah, he did not hate Leah. He gave priority of yeah. Rachel over Leah. And also mm -hmm. with uh, Jacob and Esau and all of that, there was no hatred, mm -hmm. it's priority. So these are examples of cultural linguistics of mindsets that when you put them both together if the greek is important and the middle eastern perspective is important so yeah. here yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. twin stores academy brings these perspectives through the partnership of mm -hmm. grace international so you mm -hmm. made it and mm -hmm. you as an executive director yeah. and representing Grace International and seeing this vision and seeing mm -hmm. this heart to Israel, to the Holy Land, mm -hmm. grabbed hold of our hearts. So you mm -hmm. are expanding us not only from the land, you are even expanding us globally by partnering yeah. together. And that's the heart of God, connecting both mm -hmm. the East and the West together. And you saw that, Dr. Mark, you saw that from the yeah. first trip mm -hmm. and the second trip came real and throughout the years it mm -hmm. became alive and became true so yeah. well you know i mean grace international was a product of our of our first trip to the holy land and we went there the first time we came back and we were saying okay what now what now it, from day one you know grace international is not something i do not draw income from it i do not draw i, I make nothing it is 100 a resource that's all that it is it is a resource to transfer goods from one to another. It, it's, it's, it's an avenue that some people here can support. And, you know, that's why you know, I got to set up where I can wire directly to banks in Israel. If I, we, I can do that directly now uh, because I wanted to be able to have that resource that, that people, you know, we, we've been able to support with the Palestinian Bible Society, the production of a printing of Bibles. You know, you know uh, of course, the Alliance Church giving directly the Palestinian bank there. It's so we're doing direct deposit. And so I just like that. That way you're not waiting months and months for money to transfer one to another. It's, it's immediate. But 
So my end is a resource. You know, your end is education. Your your yours in yours is information. So I just think it's it's just a it's a perfect match. Uh, you know, anything I can do to be the conduit, you know, let let, let me help. And so, um, but anyway, but it was born out of that. And and of course, COVID hit, and that pretty much shut the world down. And so, you know, we, we cranked it back up last year. Whenever we came back in, in in October, we made another trip to Israel a year ago in 2022 and so and we were we were hoping to come this spring but there's some there's some things on the ground in Israel that are kind of prohibiting that and so yeah so we'll make the trip as soon as we can yeah there'll be more trips coming in the near future and by doing this we're expanding the kingdom of heaven on earth yeah mm-hmm. and that's what grace international is doing they are really seeing the hearts of the locals and partnering with ministries from the holy land and from israel thank you dr mark for all what you do and do you want to say any last words well just um i would encourage you know anyone that may be listening to this you know Get on is it is, is twinstours.com. I forget what the year yes, your exactly, website. exactly. And 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 look it up and, and look at the academy. I think it's $149 for the academy, if I'm correct. You know, that's it's just, it's an incredible value. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of instruction, whether it's scripture, the culture. I, I love your, your the cultural tour of Israel and the Holy Land. And, and once again, just seeing it from a different perspective. It, it, and 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 I just think it's. Um, I would just encourage anyone to log on and and, and to um, pay the fee and to. I mean, how many hundreds of hours? I think it's like three hundred hours. Yeah, there's a lot of hours. You need time. It's, it's, you need time. It's about a thousand. Just it's, well, it's, of course, maybe thousands of hours actually. Yeah. And so, but um, but you know, my, my like I said, if anyone listening to this um to this Zoom video. You know, check twinstores.com and, and look at the academy and just survey it. I think you've got a couple of freebies that they can just look at for free and just kind of kind of whet the appetite. Yeah. But not only that, the other the other element of it, you know, your your career as tour guides, you know, in, in, as soon as Israel opens back up, now I'd recommend, you know, you and Tony, because I like the fact that as believers, not only believers, evangelicals, okay, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in Israel and in the Holy Land that know the scriptures and they are cultural Christians, but they're not even, they're not evangelical Christians. And so, um, you know, right. what, what I appreciate about you and Tony is, is you are evangelical Christians. So you're full of the Holy spirit. You're walking with Christ. And so you're looking at through that, through that perspective, uh, you know, and, 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 and another thing I would say to the listening crowd, you know, being that you are Aramaic, it puts you between worlds, mm. you know, and, in other words, you are not Jewish, you're not Arab, you're between those. And so I think in, I think you mentioned this last time he was here, you, 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 you can serve as a bridge to reach reach people. You know, um, you know, you can travel areas that, that the Jewish community cannot travel. You can travel where the Muslim community cannot travel because you're neither. And so um, and, and I think that's fascinating just to sit down with you and Tony and and, and hear about the about the Aramaic traditions and the culture that's been there since the first century church. Christians, Christianity. Right, right. So, yeah, so that I, I think that's fascinating. So, church history is my background. So, that's just fascinating to me. 
I like the depth of this sermon you have. I wish every pastor that can have this background and have this recognition of the history, the church history, and about the indigenous Aramaic mm -hmm. Christians. You know, not many people know about this at all. They have no clue when yeah. they come. Anyway. Well, I learned a long time ago, I call it the cauldron effect of history. Um, you, you know what a, a cauldron is. I'm, I just want to make sure. No. A cauldron is like like. A cauldron is like a, 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 a big pot that you, that you cook in. A pot you put over the fire, you know, big black pot they call a cauldron. Okay. What I call the cauldron effect is we have a tendency to look at history. And, and we look at it just cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. What we don't realize is you've got all these mitigating factors that, that, that and, and a, a great example is the, the Reformation. You know, why did the Reformation take place? Well, there are a lot of reasons. You know, not only did you have the disenchantment with the Roman Catholic Church, you had you you had because of Islam, you had a lot of intellects being forced out of the Middle East into Europe. They were bringing with them documents and scriptures and and, um, and manuscripts that Europe knew existed, but they had lost over a thousand years. With that, they brought the languages with them, and they brought the cultures with them. Correct. The uh, onslaught of the bubonic plague and the decimation of Europe raised the, the, the it, it, it raised the value of humanity. Not only that, the, the Renaissance, the flowering, yet you had the development of the universities and free thought. So you, when, when you start adding all these things together, it creates what I call this cauldron effect, where it becomes very fluid and very dynamic, and suddenly things are taking place. Okay, and but. You've got to immerse yourself try in, in that world to try to understand that. And so if I'm going to try to understand the word of God, I've got to say, okay, now what's really going on? You've got the issue. You, you've got Israel, the Jews, the Jewish community. You've got the Arab community. Like I said, we're first century. There are no Muslims yet. Okay. You've got the Arab community. You've got, you, you've got the Sumerian community. You've got the Roman culture on top of that. You've got the Greek influence to the language. And, and you know, boy, you put all these things on, then you've got a very fluid dynamic situation here taking place. Okay. And so, and all these things are creating, they're just creating history. Okay. And so, you know, so if, if you want to really comprehend what's going on, you've got to, you, you've got to bring as many layers as you can to the table and try to understand it and let the chips fall and where they fall is what you deal with. Now, what we have, what we tend to do in Christian circles is we already know what we want to find. So we go through history, not to discover truth, but to prove what we already believe. I see. And when we do that, what happens is we lose a lot. Number one, what if we're wrong? <laughs> and so, but, um, Two, you know, we're going to we're, we're going to gloss over some very important things, you know, and, and we're, we're we're going to trivialize them, uh, you know, the West, you know, the Western Church has their ecclesiology, you know, I, I, you know, they, they talk about the, the ten churches of Revelation, yeah. and they, they speak about about ten church ages, but what they forget about is they're only looking at it from a Western perspective. They forget that there's an Orthodox Church, there's a Coptic Church, there's an Nestorian Church, exactly. A church. Wow. There are all these expressions out there. They, that we don't even, we, we, we just ignore. We're only looking at Western Christianity in Europe. So yes. we're trying to interpret Revelation in light of a Western Christianity that didn't even exist when it was written. And so if we're not careful, we're going to come out with some, some, some pretty weird interpretations. 
And not only that, we're, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to miss out on a lot of riches of what, of what these other expressions have to offer. And because we just dismiss them because they're not evangelical or neither was the Western Christianity for 1800 years. And so, so, you know, as a historian, I've learned, I said, you, you've got to dive into there. You know, what is that world? I mean, there's no way we can reproduce it, but, uh, but we can get bits and pieces of it. And like with your perspective, knowing the Aramaic world and having lived there, you've got, you've got perspective on nuances that we're just not going to have. I we're not going to see. I confirm what you're saying. Every group and every pastor comes, he wants to learn only about eschatology. They want only to learn from that perspective, from the Western. They are like obsessed with what's going to happen next. And they don't see it from a local, indigenous, historical, Eastern mindset. That eschatology yeah. is not all about the future. It's about persecuted church. John wrote it to encourage the persecuted church in the first century. So yeah. I... Well, I tell people, you know, um, premillennial pre-trib eschatology was, was was a product of of eight of, of 19th century Western theologians. Mm. Yeah, but not only that, outside Western outside of the Western Christianity, that type of eschatology doesn't even exist. Uh, mainly because the rest of the world has lived the persecution their entire lives. The idea of Christians escaping persecution is outrageous. But in our world, we believe. That we can that we're going to escape it, and so so that every time the wrong that the wrong person gets elected president, well Jesus must be coming. You know, are, are the, you know the semi flies airplane in the World Trade Center. Well Jesus must be coming. We're interpreting in light of a current events. We're not looking at it holistically at all, and and because we have such a Western view, we don't realize that the things that we're you know. Our interpretive lenses are jaded by our culture. Now, right. culture is a great thing, but it's also a bad thing. Now, culture can enrich you, but can, it can also blind you. Okay, and so um, if we're not careful, we bring in our Western interpretation to everything. We're gonna little bit, we're gonna miss the richness of scriptures. Yes, in a profound way. And this is why every preacher, every teacher, have to know the East. Have to know where it's all started yeah. to be connected mm-hmm. to the roots. And not to go far away from the roots. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's, you, you need that. It's so joyful always to talk with you, Dr. Mark. I know it's like we can <laughs> be for hours and hours and hours, but yeah. it's never boring. And it's so I learned a lot today. And thank you for a this great interview. And God bless your heart.